You ready? Yeah. You ready? All right, hold on. Here we go. We're live here at Bluebell Park. This is the My Aggie Nation podcast. I'm Travis Brown with Eagle. I'm here with Brooks Holton, our special guest with the Louisville Courier-Journal. Uh, it's Super Regional Week. It's Texas A&M versus the Louisville Cardinals here at uh, Bluebell Park. Winner goes to Omaha. Uh, Brooks, first, we, we got to start off before we even get into any baseball. The, the, the cool story you, you said, you actually played football at a university that a lot of Aggie fans will be pretty familiar with. Yeah, so I played football at Center College, which um, is the team that uh, Texas A&M played uh, the day that they uh, created the uh, 12th man uh, tradition. So um, my first time in Texas, my first time ever in College Station. So first thing I did when I got here was uh, find the 12th man statue and send a picture uh, pointing to Center College on the plaque and send it to a bunch of my buddies from back home. That's cool. Is, is that something that people from Center College kind of know loosely, the, the Dixie Classic lesson, legend there? People at Center know more about the famous upset of Harvard. Um, <laughs> so that was in 1921, I think. Uh, C6, uh, Center won 6-0. Um, it was like I considered like the biggest upset in college football history um, at the time, and it still holds a place there. So um, that is bigger, uh, mostly because Center won the game. Right. And... Um, but yeah, that is something that if you play football, you typically know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think, and back check me on this later, but I think that Center might have like a winning record against Bama, oh, okay. dating back to like all time. Um, nice. Like one of the few schools who can say that. Nice, nice. Well, we'll get into now some baseball because sure. that's what we're, we're, we're doing here this weekend. Uh, cover the Louisville program here for, for at least the last little bit. What is, uh, what is some of the storylines? What are some things that, that people who are coming out to the series will see in the Cardinals? Well, I think the big storyline is the fact that they had to fight their way back. Um, you know, losing this uh, second game of the regional and having to, you know, uh, claw their way back uh, from the brink. And they did so with the bats. I mean, you beat Michigan 20 to 1. Um, and to force a game seven of the regional. And then, I mean, that game on Monday was nuts. You know, Louisville was up 7-2, um, blew the lead after like a weather delay, um, came back out in the bottom of the eighth with a like four-run inning. Yeah, um, four-run inning to win, um, closed the door in the ninth. So, I mean, the biggest storyline is simply the fact that the team is back in the tournament for the first time uh, since they last reached um, the College World Series at uh, 2019. And, um, you know, they have this fighter mentality. Um, the team preaches a lot how they're scoring a lot of runs in the late stages of the game. Um, so, yeah, I would just be on the lookout for that. I mean, this is a team that, um, you know, I think that uh, no lead is safe um, at the same time. No lead is safe for uh, Louisville as well, because the pitching staff um, has kind of been hit or miss here over the last few weeks. Yeah, we talked to uh, Coach Dan McDonald a little bit before this. Uh, he, he talked about they have they have their one stud, their one pitcher, and then it's a little bit by committee, but it's something that's worked for them this year. Uh, what can AM fans kind of look for from the pitching staff? Well, I say that uh, Jared Poland, I mean, the game he had game two against uh, Michigan, he gave up a season-high seven runs. Um, so, I mean, like, that's the bar for, like, absolute worst for him. Um, I would hope, you know, coming into, like, a hostile environment like this, maybe, maybe that continues. He doesn't get into a flow early. Um, but I will say that the guys they called upon um, in the later stages um, of the regional stepped up, um, had some of the best starts um, of the season. And also uh, the bullpen has a lot of guys who can come in. Uh, Tate Keener is a he was a starter to, um, uh, to begin the year, moved to the bullpen and is working through. He had a streak of like um, 10, 10 and a third scoreless, um, got that snapped in the regular season finale and has picked back up it's with the start of the postseason. So since the ACC tournament, he hasn't given up a run in about eight in the third innings. Um, so he's on a roll. Um, the closer, uh, Prosecchi, is also solid. 
you know, after having that big rally in the eighth against Michigan, he came in and closed the door in the ninth. And I thought that that was a really strong showing from him. Um, you know, his team gives him like a lot of uh, momentum. You come right out and you do what you're supposed to do. So um, I think that this is going to be a series. The teams are really, uh, teams are really um, evenly matched. So I really think it all comes down to, um, you know, which player steps up. You know? Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a matchup that you, most people wouldn't think that A&M would go against a team that actually hits the ball maybe better statistically. But this is Louisville team that's done that and leads almost every hitting statistic. If you match both the teams up, uh, they had to kind of hit their way into the Super Regional, like you mentioned in that last game uh, from from the offensive standpoint, who stands out? Uh, well, Cameron Masterman had, uh, you know, he had a weekend that was probably the best of his season. He hit four home runs. Um, a home run in each of the last four games of the regional. And uh, the last one was the one that won it in game seven against Michigan. So he's coming in about as hot as you could you know, possibly ask for out of a player. Don Rushing, he's leading the team in home runs. He's three away from tying uh, the program record in a single season. Um, you know, up and down the lineup, though, they have guys that can get on base and guys that can move runners um, just all over. So um, just saying they're really balanced. They have a few guys that are coming in um, extremely hot, and if they can carry that over, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit in terms of how many runs they can put up. Sure. And so we won't ask for any kind of prediction or anything here, but what uh, what do you think are the keys that that you need to see that that fans from Louisville would need to see for for the Cardinals to to be successful this week? And I mean, I think that it, it comes down to the game one starter out of Jared Poland. If he can put up some scoreless frames early it gives the offense a chance to build a lead and that's how you steal a game here you know you coming out as the road team game one you don't know what to expect with this crowd if he can really set the tone um i think that's huge i think that just playing you know both to co both coaches talked about it uh just uh, playing playing clean um and uh, just limiting uh, the amount of uh, extra outs um they give teams exactly exactly well real quick before we go to the next segment tell everyone how they can find your stuff and how they can follow you online yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, um, just um, just at, at Brooks Holton, um, H-O-L-T-O-N. And um, I write for uh, the Courier Journal in Louisville, Kentucky. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for Brooks. We'll be back here in a second with more My Aggie Nation podcast. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the My Aggie Nation podcast. Alex Miller from The Eagle here, joined by Travis Brown. All right, Travis, it's it's... The second weekend of the NCAA tournament in baseball. Uh, what what's kind of the key storyline for the Aggies heading into this weekend? Well, this is two matchups of teams that are absolutely offensive minded. I mean, we we talked a lot about to the coaching staff at A and M about them hoping that they didn't need to or that teams don't necessarily swing their way to Omaha. These are two teams that might actually just swing their way to Omaha. Um, A&M's pitching has just a, an edge better on the statistical categories than Louisville's. Louisville's is just an edge better on the hitting, which is something that's kind of would be surprising probably for most people who have followed the Aggies this year with how well um, they've hit the ball. But this has every making for just an absolute um, boat race of a of a of a, a game just just where it's a lot of offense, uh, offensive series. Yeah. I mean, just with talking with both coaches in today's press conference, I mean, Louisville, they know who their Friday guy is, Jared Poland. He's been their guy, but from there, it's just kind of TBA all the way through. And then for AM, it sounded like Jim Schlossnagel. He's still trying to make his final decisions on what the Aggies are going to do 
on the mound starting pitcher wise as well. I wouldn't be surprised if it went the same way with Dallas to start it out and Detmer to, to go second. Dallas is, it's kind of interesting because you can talk about them as your number one or number two guys, but at different points in the season, they've been the, the number one or the number two guy, depending on how they pitch. Dallas has probably been the guy with a little bit of a better uh, form in the last little bit uh, with his last two starts coming back from that little bit of a hiatus. And you might want to match him up against uh, uh, the, the, their, their big horse at, at the start of the, the, the uh, rotation. But then Nathan Detmer through the majority of SEC play when they were cranking off that series win after series win was their Friday night guy. He was their ace has been a little bit shaky his last two starts out, but would definitely be a good option to go against TBA uh, in, in their lineup. So I think you probably will see the Dallas Detmer Prager uh, kind of situation like they did uh, at the regional and they did through the uh, through the SEC tournament as well. You know, we mentioned Detmer's struggles, but uh, part of that's got to be credited to the poor play behind him with his defense. A lot of errors both in the SEC tournament uh, against Alabama and then as well last weekend uh, against uh, Louisiana when he threw. Uh, you know, that was something that Schloss really talked about in his press conference is that, you know, Louisville, this is a team that, you know, is bunning is part of their offense. And that's a that's been a weak spot fielding wise for the Aggies lately. You know, how, how important is it for AM going to have to be to play a cleaner game in the field this week? I mean, it's it's of the utmost importance. And, and the pitchers are actually not only included in that, but probably one of the main factors in that as well. I mean, Micah Dallas actually goes out there and has two errors uh, in his start. And Louisville, as, as something that Jim Schlossnagel mentioned in his press conference today, is a team that likes to bunt. Uh, we talked to Matt Deggs, the uh, coach at Louisiana last week, and he said that, yeah, he, he knew that. PFP's pitcher's fielding position or, or pitcher's fielding practice is, is something that AM has struggled with at times this year, and they weren't afraid to get a bunt down uh, or, or two in a row and make those pitchers make plays. Schlossnagel said that, that bunt coverages, bunt defense was something that they focused on a lot heading into the series, knowing that that's something that Louisville leans on. And so pitchers are going to have to field their position in this in this game. They're going to have to make good, clean throws and and limit the game to 27 outs like Jim Schlossnagel said and not give them uh, free outs because that's that is ex 100 percent uh, a way to to lose this series with an offensive minded team yeah you know I'm just looking at the scoreboard and they got the thermometer gauge up there it's 98 right now three o'clock here on a you Thursday can't see afternoon. the HD you, sweat you coming off my you can't but, my, my face but right trust now. us it's here uh it, today's supposed to be the first 100 plus day in college station over 600 days Saturday's forecast is like 105. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how much is the heat going to play into this series? I mean, I, I know that they said that Louisville deals with weather up there, but it, it's, it's just not the same when you add in the humidity and you're going to be playing on Saturday at 2 o'clock through the afternoon. We'll have to see. I think that's another instance where it will certainly affect the pitchers, maybe more so than anyone else, having to stand out there, having to go through. We might see some shorter outings from some of the guys just because of having to adapt to and maybe not adapting too well um, with the heat. It, it might The heat might kind of count like a, a pitch count, like oh, making a, a pitcher force uh, uh, throw more pitches. If you're out there and as a hitter for both sides, fouling off a lot of pitches, making a pitcher work, making him stay out there and stay out of, we hear that there's a big fan going on back there in the A&M <laughs> yeah. dugout here. If they can stay away from that fan, it, it'll it'll grind them down a little bit more. And that that's something definitely to look out to. Of course, they have all of the best 
nutritionists and, and trainers and people on both of these staffs who are going to make sure the teams are hydrated, drinking water, like they said, drinking and eating electrolytes and, and staying uh, up to date with that kind of stuff. But yeah, it, it, it's going to be a drag. I think that plays a little bit, you would have to admit, into AM's favor because they have been out here um, all of this week practicing in this stuff. But that being said, all these programs, AM included, has air-conditioned batting cages. You don't want to keep guys out in the heat too long. No. It, it, there, there's going to be an adjustment period, and it's going to be a little bit of a battle of attrition. Heaven forbid, especially on one of those two, like the Saturday 2 o'clock game that goes into extras or anything like that, um, then it's really going to be a battle of attrition and who has hydrated, who can battle the temperatures more so than anything else. Throw in the catchers and Troy Clonch as well. Right, yeah. And I mean, TBD on when the Sunday game will be played, you know, that's going to be a television decision, I'm sure. Uh, you know, obviously, if they had to play again on two o'clock on Sunday, that'd be big compared to, you know, playing like they did. They do Friday at 730. Um, yeah. You know, what What do you what do you feel like is going to be the biggest keys uh, to A&M winning uh, this weekend? Yeah. You know, I mean, definitely pitching. If, if they can if they can be the staff that comes out and, and throws some shutdown innings and, and keeps the runs at bay. I mean, that's that's probably the easiest way to win the super regional of two offensive teams. So a lot of eyes on the pitching, a lot of eyes on the starting pitching. The starting pitching hasn't been great for the Aggies, not only through the whole course of the season, but but in the last uh, through the postseason hasn't necessarily been great. And then it's it's which teams can 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 out slug each other too. Um, you have four players, the top two players from each team are both batting, I believe, above three, uh, 350. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot of hitting. Jack Moss is somewhere in the 500 range through postseason right now. Um, and so who can drive those runs in at the big key moments? They're, they're teams that you, you think that A&M is a team of destiny with all the times that they've been able to come from behind and score the big runs and get the big home runs. But that's exactly what Louisville did against Michigan. And it's been kind of an MO of that team is, is finding runs, coming up with big clutch home runs. Uh, so it's kind of two teams of offensive destiny going against each other. Uh, and we'll have to see how that that plays up. But two, when you do look at these pitching stats, and it's something I ask about, I'm going to write about a little bit about it. It's not necessarily contained to these two teams. If you look across college baseball, it is a very offensive season this year in all of college baseball. Jim Schlossnickel attributed that to maybe some um, he, he doesn't like maybe how pitching instruction at the lower levels before they've gotten to college has has shaped up and, and they, the, the, the development of secondary pitches change up off speed stuff isn't quite there as it has been uh, in, in years past. But but when you look at home runs, there's been 4000 more home runs hit this season now at this point than the entire season last year. The batting average is up about 20 points um, national average from last year and RBIs are, are way up as well in, in, in the thousands up. I mean, it is a very, very much offensive year this year. So these pitchers are, are going to have seen that coming from both of their respective conferences. What do you, what do you think making the college world series would mean to this A&M program as, as they're trying to do it for the first time in five years? I mean, I think it means something with this new coaching staff that they could do that in the first season uh, coming in with with what everyone thought was a little bit of a makeshift um, 
roster with having to dip so much into the transfer portal and just fill holes and, and find guys to get out on the field. That would be very impressive to start out with. But I think when you talk about the postseason in Texas A&M, it goes back to winning a game in Omaha. And I think that making the College World Series certainly means something, but winning a game in Omaha is what's really going to make the difference and, and, and mean something to this program. So it starts this weekend with the Super Regional, two games uh, to, to advance then, and then getting that ever-elusive win at the College World Series is, is important. Well, Jim Sloshnagel said it. He's hoping to get two more Pringles chips fed to him. Uh, have a feature on that in Friday's paper about the whole Pringles shenanigans and fun that the AM baseball teams had this season. Uh, Travis, it's going to be hot. It's going to be a competitive... Drink your water. Yeah, drink your water. Hey, you can bring a water bottle into the game that's unopened. I just want people coming to the game to know that because yeah. you should know that and you should take advantage of that because it's going to be hot. Yeah, for sure. I think that's all the time we have for this week's My Aggie Nation podcast. So for Alex Miller, I'm Travis Brown. Big thanks to uh, Brooks in the first segment. Uh, we'll see you next week. It seems like every day, everything just has a way, a way to must have seems. But if we don't watch what we're doing, our hearts will get ruined by silly things. Good loving needs a girl we know that's true If we want to keep it, we gotta watch everything that we do yeah, yeah. Don't want to make sure my baby, make sure you're sticking with me Don't want to make sure that we'll be all that we can be All that we can be all that we can be